Good afternoon. This is the weekly wrap for Friday, April 14th. Well, it was a relatively quiet week on headline flow, on trade flows. Uh, we continue to grind on with the acknowledgement that the South American crop in Argentina continues to collapse. Uh, the Rosario Grain Exchange lowered their production from 25 to 23. Most in the trade now believe it's on its way to 20. Some are offsetting that with larger crops uh, in Brazil, um, and that's fine. So they're, they're probably equally offset by a couple million metric tons. The problem is that Argentina's crush capacity is some 40 million metric tons, and they're only going to make, let's call it, 20 million metric tons of soybeans. So how do we reconcile? How does the world reconcile uh, a shortfall in global crush of some 20 million metric tons? Right now, the market is just assuming they're going to buy those beans from Uruguay and Paraguay and from Brazil. The problem is they haven't made much in the way of new purchases. The other problem is that they're running about 100% inflation due to a record low currency valuation. And remember, when you have a low currency, it's financially much more rewarding to export and very punitive to import. And so while the market may just think it's easy for them on the balance sheet on paper to buy some 15 million metric tons of soybeans to backstop this crush deficit, um, the reality is that's going to prove very difficult. And so we're going to have to keep an eye on this development, but for the moment it looks like the world is going to be thrown short some 15 million metric tons of global crush. That means we're going to be short meal, short oil, until we uh, resolve this problem. China is fully aware of this problem. Uh, they've continued to buy a lot of U.S. corn here. Over the last several weeks, they're actually still buying U.S. soybeans, even though the, biz, uh, the basis levels in Brazil have collapsed to record low levels uh, under a complete and utter logistical breakdown. They've got a good crop. Farmers are undersold. And so we're having trouble shipping those beans out of the country. And so, you know, we got a, just a very, very difficult dynamic market here. Uh, we're frustrated. Uh, the bears are frustrated because the market won't go down because of the large Brazilian crop. The bulls are frustrated that we have U.S. at record tight uh, ending stocks. We have, um, you know, don't have enough acres to replenish the U.S. balance sheet and beans won't rally. So we're caught between two very large fundamental differing forces. The corn market globally remains record tight. The U.S. balance sheet remains record tight. And Argentina has, uh, you know, they lowered their corn crop another 2 or 3 million metric tons, and that's on its way to 30 from an original estimate of 50 million metric tons. So uh, continued global tightness uh, on, their, on the balance sheet for corn. The war in Ukraine continues to grind on. Russia complains almost on a daily basis about the terms of the grain corridor agreement, but they keep renewing it, so we're growing very tired of their complaints and their narrative. Um, but for the moment, uh, we just know, we have to know and understand that acres in Ukraine continue to fall and will as long as this war continues to progress. China is healing. Their economic activity is picking up. Uh, they were good buyers of cotton again this week good buyers of corn <clears throat> and so you know the demand front remains relatively stable uh, good ethanol uh, margins good soybean margins they're off quite a bit from where the highs but they're still profitable and so the demand has not broken yet and so 
you know, we, we've got the funds that came in and bought just a little bit of corn, four or 5,000 contracts. They sold off 20,000 contracts of soybeans, uh, continued to be short cotton, sh- record short Chicago wheat for this time of year. And, and so uh, they're very much not interested in throwing their weight behind this commodity market, even though the balance sheets are all record tight uh, across the board. Um, they just are not interested in, in, in putting their money in this area as long as we're in a deflationary environment. The, the problem is the cash market is signaling record tightness with the May-July spread blowing out on corn to record widespreads this week, closing at record widespreads, soybeans holding at very high levels, <clears throat> and even cotton inverted yesterday for just a short period of time. So we've gone from a, a carry of a penny to just about even money on the May-July here indicating strong cash tightness on the cotton market as well. Kansas City market is inverted. <coughs> Excuse me, the Chicago market has a relatively small carry of only 10 cents. And so the cash markets across the board are signaling very, very tight supplies. And so this is what happens when you have a differencing of opinion or a lack of enthusiasm by managed money to participate in commodities. And you have very tight balance sheets. So it looks like we're going to be in this pattern here through planting. Uh, Speaking of weather, planting weather here in the United States where the models have flipped back now in the Dakotas where it got warm and we've melted quite a bit of snow. The next two weeks are going to be cool again and wet again, delaying planting in North Dakota. Um, And so they have to find ways to get their corn in the ground by the middle to end of May. That is looking less and less likely at the moment. And, and more and more likely we're going to lose acres in to prevent plant in the Dakotas. Now, how many acres will completely reshape those balance sheets? If it's just a couple million acres of corn, it'll tighten it a little bit. If it's three to four million acres of corn, it will tighten it a lot. Then the next open-ended question is, will those acres switch over to soybeans or not? And we don't know the answer to that, but we will sometime in June. In West Texas, it remains dry. The forecasts have flipped for some moisture over the next three to four weeks to bone dry again. And so as the U.S. cotton balance sheet continues to tighten, we had good export sales again. We had very solid shipments. So it's clear that our export sales and shipments are going to get to that 13 million bale crop, bale number. Tightening the balance sheet to closer to 3 million bales, which is right up against pipeline levels. Uh, it will put that much more importance on U.S. crop uh, planted and, and moisture levels in West Texas. The funds are still short cotton, unbelievably. And it's interesting that we've rallied, you know, six or seven or eight cents off the lows, and the funds are still holding this short. So that actually is boding really quite well for the cotton market. And so, you know, this, this battle of, of all these variables uh, continue to frustrate and confound the market, and I get that. But, you know, fundamentally, these crops all have a fair value. And right now, in my opinion, corn's fair value is a lot closer to 720 a bushel. Beans' fair value is a lot closer to 16. Cotton's fair value is a lot closer to 90 to 95 cents. And I'm seeing nothing fundamentally that changes my view on that. I am seeing the specs' lack of interest in wanting to trade this. And so it may take a more heavy-handed weather uh, phenomena or a more heavy-handed running out of physical you know, availability of corn and beans and cotton here sometime this summer to get to those levels. So we're just going to remain patient knowing that 
you know, based on our models, which is, you know, what's going on in the real world, what does the USDA say, what are the speculators, you know, it's, it's rare to have all three on the same page, uh, pulling in the same direction, and that's when we typically do most of our marketing. But that only happens a couple times a year, and so we're just waiting for that setup. We did get some help from the U.S. dollar this week. It did uh, fall back down below support again. It barely held it on today's close. Crude oil held its rally after the OPEC cut, so we're hanging in the low 80s on crude oil. And so we're getting support from that valuation as well. And, and, and quite frankly, you know, if inflation continues to roll over and, and the Fed stops raising rates sometime in this June-July period, I think we're setting up for some very serious volatility in the grain and cotton complex. I'm hoping for something quicker than that, but for the moment that appears to be the window where all of these variables will come into alignment. So just wanted to give you that update. No changes in any of our targets, uh, and we're just going to stay patient on this market, stay focused on planting and getting these crops off to a good start. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. These are my opinions and not those of ADM or ADMIS.